Chapter 5. I am no man. This is no man. Love the title on this one, Brett. This is Pappy with Chapter 5. I have the shortest section, the timestamps God blessed me with. but yep. So meaty, so meaty. <laughs> an action-packed, thick, meaty boy of a thick. section. So we'll jump right into it. I'm going to make an executive decision here because there's like really an A story and a B story in this chapter and get Frodo the B the story doesn't get much love. Yeah. So Brett, I did want to come to you. Get us updated on where we were with Shelob, Frodo, Sam. What, what's happening there? So, uh, uh, let's see. Frodo had gotten away and I think he, is this the one where he had just fought and thrown Gollum takes Smeagol. a tumble. Yeah. 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 So he's kind of, he, he's spying this tower that he's trying to get up to. He's trying to sneak up to it. And he, he sees Mountain Doom in the background. And then Shelob just, don't know why she felt the need to go stealthy. Um, She's a spider. I, because, you know, one-on-one out in the open, she probably has got quite the advantage. But I think they wanted to make it as creepy for me as possible. And uh, <laughs> she creeps up and yeah. she stabs, she... She stabs him. That's what it is, Brett. Peter Jackson has heard about you. <laughs> you specifically. And he I made so. this scene for you. There's a young boy named Brit in America. He's very scared of spiders. <laughs> Actually, Tolkien wrote it for you so Peter Jackson could adapt it. Uh, Tolkien was scared of spiders. I think this is one of the best sound effects in the entire movie. You can <laughs> feel the puncture when it's like, oh, yeah. Zoop. Yeah, it's good. Zoop? That's what you want with? <laughs> it's on the script, right, guys? Zoop. 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 It's a good thing you don't write comics, Zoop. sir. How would you describe it, Mikey? <laughs> Mr. Smartman? Maybe like... It's a thwip. I don't know. Certainly not Zoop. Uh, I kind of like Zoop. <laughs> Mikey's still taking... He's got some of that feisty energy he had the last episode. He's still fuming. Mikey has post-work rage. I have it every day, too. <laughs> post-work rage? I'm like, I literally walked in the door, and then I'm getting hounded by these animals in this podcast. It's like, I, I can't even crack open this beer yet before I'm just getting hounded. If you want a beer, you need to get here on time. Mikey, please crack the beer open into the mic for the listeners at home. Well, I'll have to crack open the other one. Give that beer a big zoop. <laughs> Let me get my third. He just shotgunned right. one. Now he needs to do the second one, okay? Oh, that, there we that's go. a sound. Oh, I love it. Hey. Stevie, I want to talk to you about Sam, though. Um, Sam really kind of drops the ball here. I know he takes out the spider, but why does he not pull Frodo into the shadows with him? Or at least go for the ring or something? <sighs> not that we see, right? Like, is Sam like deathly afraid of orcs? Is that just like his I thing? I think you have to remember that he hasn't eaten in probably a while and he's hasn't lost tired. a pound. <laughs> <laughs> he picked up all that extra bread at the bottom. Oh, of you the know cliff, he inhaled so. that. <laughs> no, he just squished it in his hand. Like, he so angrily. Like, no, eat that. Uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, I feel like Sam, I don't know. Part of me always felt like, even when I saw it in the theaters, part of me always felt like, you know, with the size of the, that those orcs are in his, you know, hangry rage, because he has low blood sugar, he hasn't eaten in a while, that he, like, would have gone after those orcs, you know, as they were carrying Frodo. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, he cowers away 
from the orcs. And that's how I think get he a... made the right decision. Well, didn't he think he was dead? Yes, thank you, Mikey. He, he, the answer to end the movie. He thought he was dead, so gotta move on. Well, was he gonna go after the ring, you think, or was it just like the orc squirt, orc squirt him off before he could grab it? Because he kind of like made no attempt to grab the ring. He has the ring. I don't know if he was thinking about it. It's still the body of his best friend. Like, you know, I think you wouldn't want that to be desecrated by orcs. Yeah, I don't care. Throw me in. My body's useless. <laughs> Throw me in the trash. <laughs> Is this not the moment when he takes the ring? I thought I he took the, the ring there. It was. Oh, does he? He does, yeah. but it doesn't happen on camera, I don't think, does it? Ah, uh, the old switcheroo. No, it's, it is an intentional misdirect. Yeah. Right? So we're, mm. lead to, we're led to believe the orcs now have it because they have mm-hmm. Frodo's corpse. Mm-hmm. But I like to think that Sam has learned a lesson from Smeagol a little bit here. As ironic as that may be, but that's why he's not just charging out there. He's staying in the shadows and being a creepy little bastard. It's great. You love to see it. Stealth. You do love to see it, but let's get into the good part of the story here, Josh. (laughs) Wait, wait. I want to know something real quick. Please. Yeah. Brett, so Frodo is rescued by Sam. Sam shows up with a sword. He's got a a flashlight in the other hand. Would you... Flashlight rescue anyone in that way like Brittany <laughs> your brother anyone would, would you do this that's right you pull a Sam and fight the spider yes would you do it for me nope yeah now be specific now tell us who <laughs> <laughs> how yeah, many I'd probably, I'd, I'd probably save probably I'd probably save most of you guys <laughs> <laughs> all right we can leave it at that I think we know that Josh is out does Brett have a gun <laughs> Or does it? Is it the sword? If I got my forty-five, it's over. If you're arrogant and stubborn, you're out for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought I'd die by spider. No, it's all right. I'd save you guys. I guess. I Brett, I know you'd save me, but Josh, I gotta save face here a little bit. I was wrong, and I came at you pretty hard. I think the last two weeks now because you were saying Pippin might have a little crush, or sorry, Mary might have a little crush on Aowen. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. You were right. He's like, you're pretty. Go ahead. You can apologize to me too, Pep. I'm apologize. Nah, that's okay. (laughs) Josh. You still put Pippin, even though it says Mary right above it. Dude, it's the same person. I can't. (laughs) The exact same things happen to them even in this chapter. That's both guys. Yeah. Drive shaft. I'm very curious though, Pap. What was what sent you over the edge? What specific instance in this section? This part here, where they're like getting ready for battle, is like you are fair, and lots of guys would be lucky to be with you, but I'm just a small little hobbit. You know, like he's I don't know, selling himself short. He seems to no clearly dick. be crushing on her. Obviously, <laughs> she always has him ride in front. Right. Yeah. Oh, does that mean something? Uh, yeah, I th- uh, that's all I had to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure what that would look like the opposite way. It seems way more dangerous. She's just holding him like a little teddy bear. Well, they probably tried that once and shot uncomfortable. Hmm. Hmm. Stevie. Hmm. Grand breaks through the gate. Did Grand. that make you uncomfortable, that penetration? <laughs> okay, so... So one of my favorite parts of the whole movie, because, I mean, is Grand where Gandalf is, like, taking everybody to the gates and telling them, like, hey, you're going to be just fine? Yeah, he's saying, whatever comes through there, we'll fight. Yeah, so this is one of my favorite parts, because you kind of see Gandalf's life flash before his eyes, because he's seen trolls 
and he's seen warriors in armor, but he's never seen a warrior troll in armor. And the look he gives everybody is just pure fear, and I love it. Your soldiers of Gondor, no matter what comes through that gate, you will stand your ground. It would have been hilarious if, like, he's like, you are... You are soldiers of uh, Gondor, right? And then he immediately turns around and runs away. Just books it. He's like, <laughs> you got this. Like, oh, shit. I'm not prepared for this. Flee! Jordan, Denethor, losing his mind. How do we feel about Denethor? It seems like he... Well, the first thing that struck me is that it's crazy how he and his, <clears throat> his crew that are carrying Faramir are so far away that it's like eerily quiet around them like they're so far from the battle which is fucked up that he's like not taking part at all but um also does he have a little bit of like a like an oil like slippery kink he's like <laughs> getting it all up in his face <laughs> <laughs> yeah just it's a little much for me you i don't think know pouring the oil on his face is like a like a sexual, like he gets a little sexual thrill out of that moment. Hey now. <laughs> I think he gets a sexual thrill out of all of this. I don't, it's very odd. I, so <laughs> may, maybe this is solved by book readers, but is he about to get burnt with Faramir? Because he pours the oil all over both of them. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to kill Faramir and himself. And himself. He says it in the movie a little bit, uh, something like they're not going to get a full on burial they're not going to get an embalming. They're pretty much just going to... Like the heathen kings. He wants their line to die out. I, I thought that's what he was saying, and it's just... Uh, he's the fucking worst. He's Ugh. gone cuckoo. I love the uh, the idea that the soldiers that are <laughs> there to light him on fire are just like, hey, we're just taking orders, pal. <laughs> <laughs> they were just following orders. Well, yeah, one of them ends up giving like his uh, trident to Gandalf, essentially. But also, when he finally does get lit on fire, and sorry, Pat, it's skipping ahead, but if we're going story by story. Let's go story by story, because I feel like there's a decent amount with Denethor to talk about here. And so, <laughs> and again, maybe it's jumping too far ahead, but when he eventually like runs to his death, it feels like he's like running out of the doors. Like at first, it feels like he's running out of the doors and he must like fall off the, the ledge, as I'm thinking back on the first time I saw it. But that's like a 200 meter dash to go to that fucking cliff. That's a far way to stay on fire and to also like oh, yeah. lose none of your momentum. Like I'm like, at a dead fucking sprint, old man. <laughs> he collapses on the white tree and just burns it down. <laughs> he basically runs across all of Gondor. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great shot though. When you get to see him fall. It is. One it of is. Yeah, it it's is. just far. Yeah, big sense of scale in that shot is then it zooms way out and see just he how far he's fallen. Pretty Look cool. how far you have fallen. I don't want to brush over the Denethor. Uh, the, look, you messed up here, Brett. Denethor sets, file, sets funeral pyre, relieves Mary from his service. Isn't it Pippin from his service? Mary. What? Pippin. Pippin. I don't know. They're the same person. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely Pippin here. In Gondor, but <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't want to. I want to give Denethor some credit. The way he just tosses Pippin out of his service and Pippin rolls and hits the deck. I love that shot. It just pops up. It looks really cool. Um, anything else on Denethor, though? I mean, like 
he dies. We, we can talk about the staff thing later. Why Gandalf doesn't have a staff here. Hmm. Pap, what's that called? What you described? It's called a Texas something. Like a Texas switch? Um, like the stuntman does something, then the actor like, comes into frame? I thought the Texas switch is when a hobbit rides in front of a woman on a horse. So I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. No, I, yeah, I think, I think that's what they do. They, they throw like a stuntman on a... Uh, like on pretty much like a mattress, and then Pippin will pop into frame. Pippin's just laying there, yep. and like actually pops up. <laughs> yep, that's it. But also, the way Denethor drags him out looks exactly like what Dalton would do at the Roadhouse on a Tuesday oh, yeah. night to just some teenage scum, just casual nice. as hell. <laughs> yeah, be nice first. <laughs> be nice. <laughs> Come on, man! What if that kick? Someone calls me a cocksucker. I, uh, yeah. So yeah. Mikey, at this point, point, how is... No, we're leaving that in, for sure. Mikey, at this Sorry, point, <laughs> how is the battle for Gondor going in general? Uh, how, how are the men doing? Mm-hmm. Um, they're, I mean, every shot we see of uh, a human man, they look pretty terrified and on the verge of pooping their pants. <laughs> <laughs> but for good reason, because these guys, these orcs have these giant trolls. They got the ladder thing, and then the oliphants are coming. There's lots of stuff going on, and these guys are just pretty much overwhelmed. And they're getting... Like, all, all of their defenses are pretty much getting uh, torn down very easily. The whole time Pippin is, like, running down to get Gandalf, like, the whole army is running in the opposite <laughs> direction, like, away from the battle. He's like a, tram- a, a salmon fighting it upstream. Um, <laughs> Brett, do you have strong feelings about the added scene here in the extended edition, the confrontation between the Witch King and Gandalf it seems to be a very divisive topic. Mm. I don't know if it's divisive at all. I mean, okay, first of all, it it looks cool, and I get why it was put in, but it's kind of like it's kind of like a slap in the face. I mean, because like I don't know. I think they could have done well if they would have done what happened in the book. Then Stevie wouldn't have gotten his cool part that he liked with uh, Grand coming through, but. I don't know. I think what happened in the book is like really cool what compared to this, but give us a look. Yeah. So like they're breaking the door down with Grand and Witch King's like helping it happen. Like, and then <laughs> they bust through and they see the Witch King and literally everyone runs except for <laughs> Gandalf, who is literally just sitting there on Shadowfax, just staring at Witch King. And like, he's like, you can't come in here. He says, you cannot enter here. He says, go back to the abyss prepared for you. Go back. Fall into the nothingness that awaits you and your master. Go. And then um, uh, the Witch King says, old fool, this is my hour. You do not know death when you see it. Die now and curse in vain. And Gandalf's literally still sitting there staring at him, like not even remotely scared of him. And they're about to fight. Uh, Witch King pulls a sword out, which starts on fire, kind of like in the in, in the movie. And then the Horn of Rohan goes off and like which king like looks around and he leaves to go fight in the battle so they don't they don't that's the closest they get other than uh, on weathertop back towards the beginning that they actually ever like meet each other uh, and, and hmm. but so they don't fight and as I said I alluded to a little bit last week and Corey might be able to back me up like which king does not have anything for Gandalf 
Like, he would not be able to. And even actually, I believe in the book, Sauron gave Witch King a little extra power for this battle. But Gandalf does not, would not be scared or be in any real trouble against someone like the Witch King. Because he is still kind of a man-ish, so... That's it. Other than that, I mean, it, it looks cool, I guess. It's just, it's kind of like a, I don't know, a slap in the face, I guess, because he's just, it's not really realistic, but it looks cool. My bigger problem with it isn't the power level thing. It's more of that the Witch King has Gandalf dead to rights, and then he just flies away at that yes. point. That's really yeah. stupid. That's really fucking stupid. It's almost like uh, they couldn't go anywhere because of what was, you know, set up in the the book but you know yeah it's pretty dumb probably a good idea that they took it out for the theatrical but yeah that's definitely one of the top things that book lovers like hate book lover Corey, how do you feel so from what i remember from the book it's just like brett described where it's kind of like a, a showdown right you got the witch king on one end gandalf on the other end and they're both talking to each other yep. and i don't think it says explicitly that the witch king then just leaves but I think it the chapter ends and then it changes perspective and, to like Rohan or something. So you don't really get told what happens during that confrontation, which is also a letdown in the book, right? So there's a little bit of a letdown carryover from the book to the movie, I think, in this case. Um, in terms of the seeing the Witch King break Gandalf's staff, like, I think... It's pretty fucking cool to see. I'm not, like, mm-hmm. mad at it or anything. I think it's cool to see, like, you know, the the higher-level beings of this battle meet each other, which you only get in the extended version in this way, and then, like, actually use some of their power against each other to a degree. I think we only saw that in the... Um, uh, a, a few episodes back when Ganoff kind of, like, shone his light and they, they scattered. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. Although it does suck that, you know, our main guy, Gandalf, he's the one we're all rooting for. He's like, you know, the uh, the one with the most power on the side of men here. And he kind of does get punked. You don't like to see it, but you know what? It's okay because, uh, you know, our heroes get the last laugh, don't they? Additionally, I think that it, Stevie likes to talk about darkest hour moments. And I th- think Peter Jackson was trying really hard to have two darkest at least two darkest hour moments in this film. Like they're screwed. Both kings are like on death's doorstep. The white staff is broken. And these fell beasts are just like taking out chunks of the army at will at a time. It looks pretty bad out there. But Gandalf and Pippin get another darkest hour moment like five minutes later with the whole what is death like speech. And that's like way, way better of a darkest hour moment. The only reason I'm so like interested in this scene is I've watched all of the commentary up to these three movies for now. And it's like it's Peter Jackson, Phil Philippa Boynes, and Fran Walsh, so the the three writers and Peter Jackson. Um but the two women were like shocked that the scene was in the extended edition. Like Peter Jackson didn't tell him. <laughs> Stevie, you're a big college football fan, right? I am how would you rate this pregame speech that we get for the <laughs> Army of Rohan? Oh, this is a 10 out of 10. 10 out of freaking 10. I mean, I know Mikey hates, you know, Phaedon, the great horse king, but um, 
he nails this because he's been a pretty cowardly bitch for like two, you know, almost two movies now. And um, just hearing him like getting the folks jacked, like, hey, we're probably going to die, but we're going to die the way we want to on horses. Under a horse. <laughs> I absolutely love this speech. I love the music and the buildup. It gets me pretty jacked hearing everybody scream death. It's just a really mm. awesome shot. And then the pullback shot of like over the, over the hill, seeing how many Rohirrim are actually there. And like when the sun coming mm. up, it's a really, really cool scene. Awesome. favorite scene it's my favorite part of the whole movie that speech like i get goosebumps every time the whole speech starts and when he's like screaming death it gets me every freaking time Fuck yeah it's so good and also the smart thing that peter jackson did you really don't think about it but the fact that he put it in there was kind of like the slow roll of the horses kind of getting momentum and just building up yes. and building up that's an incredibly mm-hmm. smart way to shoot that even with cgi involved to practically shoot it as the horse is kind of slow rolling it was really, really smart. Mikey, you weren't moved by the Theoden speech? It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is definitely his best part, for sure. Um, I, I just feel like fighting back then, you have to go into it as a fucking crazy person because you're, you're dying. <laughs> you're, not, you're not coming out of a war like that unscarred. So it's just like, uh, it's a great rally of the troops type of speech. And uh, I think it's pretty effective. And I like when he's slapping the swords riding by. That's, mm. that's awesome. Slap hands. Mikey, do you think <laughs> if the king is going by and slapping his swords on everyone's pole... Doesn't that like dole the fuck out of his sword? Isn't oh, he he's weakened? got a bunch of dings in his. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they've been sharpening that shit for so long, and then he goes through and like slaps it on a bunch of shit to dole it down. Aren't ah, they, just, isn't it wood? I don't know. I mean, those are wood, but if you slap a thousand, <laughs> slap a thousand, weird. Think about, think about, sword. <laughs> think, think the thing about sword fighting slap? is, even if you have a dull blade, it, you're still fucking dying if you get. Hit by a sword. Oh yeah. I don't know. We, I, I guess we did see Gandalf slap an orc with a sword and not even like <laughs> pierce his skin, but he still died. I don't whoa, know. whoa, whoa! They need those swords to slice the tendons <laughs> of the oliphants as they ride by. Oh, yeah, they thin high, bro. Thin high. Oliphants. They did not do anything wrong. They do not deserve their fate. I heard there's a deleted scene here with Theoden. Where or, Theoden. <laughs> oh, Theoden. I, I there's a deleted scene with Theoden where he says something like, Arise, arise, writers of Theoden. And then under his breath, he mumbles, even though they weren't fucking around during the West. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes on with the rest of his speech. He does that whole thing that he goes, Psych. And then they, they go back to Rohan. They're like, and then they just scream death at each other for a while, like the heaviest metal concert of all time. They're like just talking crap to Gondor, like, death, that's what you're going to get. 
Where we at the Westfold? Yeah, that would have been really funny. Part of me does feel like, though, during the kind of ride down the hill, was Peter Jackson or the editor were scrambling to figure out how to piece this together because there was so much footage. And they just kept landing on cool shot of Amir. Let's go to some other random things. Cool <laughs> shot of Amir. So part of me just feels like they tried to stitch that together as best they could. But Amir is so cool. Dude, when he flicks up so that cool. spear, I get... Exactly. It's really cool. <laughs> the look in his eyes, he looks crazy. Um, last note I had on the spear tip, apparently that was like a game time decision by the actor Bernard Hill that he's like hey what if I just slapped all these guys spears like right before the shot and Peter Jackson's like yeah go for it and it looks awesome very slapping uh, spears baby <laughs> yeah you just wanted to slap some spears um, but like that it's uh, I guess he was um, he's left handed so it, like he's like uh, Peter Jackson's like yeah great idea ride towards the camera that way he's like oh shit like, this is my right hand so he's like trying to hold on <laughs> For like dear life, like during that shot, but yeah, looks amazing. Corey, the battle's going pretty well at this point until what happens? Yeah, so I mean, you get the uh, heroes, you know, Gondor. They get the help from the Rohirrim show up, and then it's kind Let's of like go. the battle's turned around a little bit, or at least it seems that way from <laughs> the perspective of outside of the castle until the fucking Oliphants show up. And uh, so it seems like the orcs aren't alone. They have the help of uh, wicked men from the Middle East. and uh, Just the East. Wicked men from the East. Whatever. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Pappy, I know how it feels to be winning a match like this. And then all of a sudden, the Persians show up with their fucking war elephants. Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> in, in Age of Empires 2. He hit Xerxes right in the chest with that spear. So, yes, I've been there. I hate seeing fucking war elephants. They piss me off. I never play Persians. <laughs> Super annoying. But we do get to see one particular evil man of the East or whatever. I think they're called the uh, Haradrim. But we, we see one guy that Aemer just fucking kills. And then they they start taking some of them out. And I, I you talked about the <laughs> spear throw, but I love it. Like... He chucks that spear like Achilles, and he fucking Dude, I thought the yes. same thing. He takes out ah. that one like Xerxes ass looking yes. motherfucker. So that's a good moment. It's not it reminds him, me though. of three hundred too. He's perfectly cast. He looks like straight out of Mad Max. That guy up there. Yeah, like an eighties German club guy. If only there was an elf who could climb up the Olafants and CGI. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And solve all our problems. <laughs> I guess I'll tune in next. And then Nolly fake side. <laughs> kickflip oh, yeah. down his trunk. He goes up Nolly, <laughs> comes down Goofy. Yeah, he definitely kills it. Yeah, it's fucking sick. Total combo breaker. <laughs> I'm, cu- I'm curious, Brett, were you sincere at all when you said a second ago that the Olyphants did nothing wrong? Because that was another interesting note from the... They're not being... They're not making their own decisions. <laughs> right. I'm, it's sad. It, I think it's really sad. Eh. So apparently in, in test screenings, it was like way more sad and they had to remove a bunch of footage that still didn't even make the extended cut like one of the only fans gets like shot in the eye and gets scared <laughs> and starts running around and they took all that out yeah my oh wife my would God. not have liked that like we didn't like i didn't like the ear thing with the, i mean the spear was cool but then when it falls down and like grabs the ear and it and then he serial crushes the other one what about when legolas executes and we'll get to that. Three dots, top. bro. <laughs> Three dots. We'll get to that. Oh, boy. Tune in next week. Hey, Pap, can I say something? Go ahead, Stevie. Um, I'm glad you brought up uh, Mad Max, because 
the elephants and that guy, especially that gets speared, like reminds me, like you said, straight out of a Mad Max movie, uh, even like Mad Max Two. Witness too. me. But I just think there's something comforting in seeing a guy come on screen who has <laughs> no dialogue, and I instantly know that he's evil as hell. Like oh, there's just something yeah, yeah. comforting in not knowing that like the depth of a of a villain. It's like this is a secondary villain who has no dialogue, and just by like the look in his eyes of what the mm-hmm. elephants are, elephants are doing, he's got those crazy eyes, man. It's comforting knowing, okay, that's my bad guy. I want him to die. Like that's just there's some comforting in that. Nothing redeemable. Is he even secondary? That's more. He's more like a tertiary villain, like. Gothmog's a secondary. This guy doesn't even well, talk at all. I like this all, guy more than Gothmog. I, I mean, he it. does more than Gothmog. <laughs> yeah. Like, he Gothmog so like, moves out of the way of a rock. This guy is like killing Rohirrim by the, you know, by the dozens. This guy thinks he's so fucking badass. And, you know, he does he is, take though. out a lot of motherfuckers. <laughs> Those Oliphants, they just mow the oh, soldiers yeah. down. When they first come in, the first time you see him, and like the, the one in the front shakes his, like swings his, his head in the, like, People go flying at looks so cool. I mean, yeah, it's CGI, but he's got two hundred confirmed kills. When Theoden sees them show up, he looks pissed. Like he doesn't look scared. He looks pissed. He's like, "All right, fuck these motherfuckers. Let's charge them." <laughs> Theoden, yeah, because he's like super pumped because they just turned the tide, and then he's like, "Oh, come on." The elephants. Some of them have like lawnmower blades between their like tusks, and they're just running people down with them. It's absolutely crazy. Boromir died of like eight arrows. These Oliphants have thousands. They're like <laughs> pin cushions of arrows. It's Even an in their weak touch. underbelly. Yeah, there's just full of them <laughs> down there. <laughs> yeah. Josh, we take a break from the battle, though. I wanted to come to you as the holiest member of spoilers, the, the most oh. spiritual, do you, the, the Christ-like character of spoilers, <laughs> some might say. How do you feel about Gandalf's speech, the depiction of the afterlife? I didn't think it would end this way. End? No, the journey doesn't end here. Death is just another path. One that we almost take. The grey rain curtain of this world rolls back and all turns to silver glass. And then you see it. What? Gandalf. See what? White shores. And beyond. The far green country. And a swift sunrise. It's a beat, isn't it? It's like we're stepping away from action, 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 action. This is like the first break we get in 20, 30 minutes, really. It is. And it seems like they've just done a bunch of cool stuff. So I think the moment hits you hard that it's like, oh, that was cool, but that was just a way for us to succeed to die the next day or something. But what I would focus in on this scene mostly is the acting that Sir Ian McKellen pulls off here. His facial expressions, like... I believe that Ian McKellen had a near-death experience, and he's like drawing back on that when he tells this story. <laughs> it is crazy. His eyes. Um, you talked about perfect casting a second ago for that tertiary villain. Well, this is perfect casting again for our our main man, 
Gandalf the White. Mikey, does that speech bring tears to your eyes? Uh, I mean... Actually, let me rephrase that question. Mikey, what do you think happens to us after we die? Oh, nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> There's nothing in the afterlife. We're just stardust. And I like how that was the same question, right. but just different sides of the right. same coin. I think there's really good speeches about... I mean, I like it's like the same as Theoden's uh, war speech. Something about talking about like death and like having no fear going into it is like so hard-hitting. Uh, especially when everything's like kind of falling apart around you. It's like nothing really matters. And when you die, I mean, that's the great rest or, or whatever is what Gandalf is calling it. He's saying it's a vacation and, and who is it? Mary or Pippin? We can never keep him straight, but he's just like, <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty good. And he's like at, com- at peace or at uh for at least a split second before Gandalf was like, all right, get your sword up. It's kind of patronizing. You think it's patri- patronizing? patronizing? Yeah, a little bit. Patreon.com slash really? pa- Patronizing? Well, think about it. I mean, you have a god talking to a halfling, and whenever that god wants, he gets to go party with the elves and drink his shits on a wine. Oh, Gandalf knows he's good. He's not afraid. Yeah, Gandalf's set. <laughs> yeah. Like... And Gandalf also knows this little guy is never coming to those lands with him. He's trying to calm him, though. Eh, a little, little, little patronizing. Is he lying to him? Is that not what's gonna? I don't. I don't think. I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> He's actually. Let's died. just say that not everyone thinks like Mikey. That there's nothing, absolutely nothing. End quote. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, what? Josh is one of these people that believes in religion. What a fucking sucker. Okay, what a loser. <laughs> I do like, as much as we've gotten their stories confused, the two parallels between the hobbits, right? Like, one is facing death by, like, screaming it, uh, riding a horse with his crush, you know, towards death. And the other one's getting this, like, kind of emotional speech from Gandalf. It's a nice little parallel between their two their two stories. Mikey, I want to come back to you, though. You hate Theoden. How much did you, like, see him get vomited up <laughs> as he screams, rally to me? Were you clapping while he watched? <laughs> Theoden had make, made somewhat of a turn with that amazing speech, uh, so I'll give him that, but his actions in the previous two and a half movies, which equals eight hours at this point in the extended editions, I cannot back the man up, but um, <laughs> he dies, but it's like, that's not even the coolest, or that's not, not to say it's cool, but it's like not even the part I'm watching for at this moment this is all about the witch king fights for me so at theoden he he never theoden was like never that impactful for me in these movies honestly even when he's slapping spears well slapping spears isn't in the (laughs) extended is it or isn't in the original is it yeah it is yeah it is Mm -hmm. oh yeah that whole scene is fair they're just blurred out the spears Mm. um They replaced them with walkie-talkies in a later cut. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll just never get over there. Theoden yelling, rally to me! And the Witch King's like, okay, dude. And flies right at yeah. him and look on Theoden's face. He does have a really like great face the right before he gets look. taken oh, out. Like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. I will hearken all the way back to Fellowship. And I pose this question to Corey. When they were on Weathertop, the Hobbits... And all the, what are they called? The dead kings of men. The, Ring the race? Nine. 
Yeah, when the, the ring, ring rays, rays are like Nazgul. going in after him, they don't give a monologue, but they very slowly go in for the kill to grab the ring. But here, Corey, they don't give that Terminator speech at all. He just rides right in there and rallies. <laughs> you gotta love it. Ready to go, man. He does kind of monologue a little bit when his dragon gets his head cut off, though. Like, just tell the dragon to eat her. Don't tell her not to get in the way. <laughs> Don't Taste ruin my fish. full circle moment. Corey, that's beautiful, right? It's like poetry. It is. But, nice. I mean, Pappy, I think what uh, maybe the Witch King is trying to do is specifically aim for Theoden. Like, I think he for wants sure. to take out a king. Yeah, and Theoden's got the bright white horse and stands out like a sore thumb. That's a parallel, a king to a king. Oh, yeah, he is an old king, yeah, from a forgotten mm. time or whatever. Goon to a goblin. Just listened to that yesterday. <laughs> Nassing. Nassing. Do you think in the in his last moments, Theoden is just like wet dreaming of the, the West Fulda? <laughs> Get this goddamn horse off the me. West Foot. He's just trying to save civilization so that he can later sue R- Gondor for not showing up at the West <laughs> Part of me wishes his last words were just Westfold. Yeah. <laughs> his horse's name is Westfold and he died by being crushed when it fell on him. The Westfold. This man is obsessed. <laughs> Talking to Eowyn, he's like, I know your face. You weren't at the Westfold and then he dies. No, I think he's in a ton of pain. There's one small scene here, which is another evidence that the extended cut is actually probably not as good as the theatrical cut where we get the army of the dead showing up on the docks and we get the the orc who has the the (laughs) skull skull. on his head which is like one of my favorite things but it's kind of like we've already seen this right like we see the army emerge and we see the whole scene where they take the boats uh earlier from the last chapter in the theatrical cut this is like the first time that you get to see the army of the dead in action i think it's just like better not to have that same beat twice so which one do you like you like this one or i think i think i like it better like a little bit of a delayed effect right like we don't see the army action until we get to gondor it's a better surprise yeah why did the army of the dead need to ride in boats couldn't they have just (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're ethereal right couldn't they have just uh floated there they phase shift through uh the the terrain why are the orcs there why aren't they fighting i mean like the people are gonna know where the battle is sorry i don't know (laughs) can you imagine if like after aragorn went in that mountain and got the army of the dead and they got the boats and like yeah we don't know how to sail we never sailed during life (laughs) i never got my sailing license we we deserted (laughs) why why do you think we did that they're seasick can i uh interject something real quick Mm mm-hmm Okay, so I've been thinking about this. Uh, I realized after I said it last week that I was wrong. Um, I called the Army of the Dead Numenorians, and that is incorrect. They're actually pre-Numenorians. Ooh. They're from Dun- Dunharrow, so mm. that's uh, my apologies. Oh, to thank the God. Mm. <laughs> you know what they say, though? The pre-Numenorians are even more potent sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it might not matter to you, Josh, but I've been thinking about it. When you guys... I think they were uh, connected to the Gozerians. Yeah. Oh, right. well, I mean, then are, are you guys saying real words? Are these words <laughs> that are in <laughs> Giant slore. When there's a movie that you guys think back on and you just like have brief memory impressions of it, 
I would kind of relate it to, have you guys ever seen those posters where they take like the main color of every movie frame and they blend it from left to right. So you're mm-hmm. kind of like seeing the color progress. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Well, my memory of this movie, even though it's not fair, like 60% of that color wheel spectrum would just be like this green color of these pre Numenorian <laughs> fuckers that just keep coming back from the dead. Like, why are they so prominent in my memory of this movie? It's not, I, I don't know. It's not great. It's kind of a letdown. You don't like the Army of the Dead, Stevie? I really don't, um, especially for a movie called Return of the King. And a lot of kings. Hey, he returns. A lot of kings in And Return I also, like, the marketing of this movie was heavily leaned on Aragorn. He's not in it very much. He's not in it very much. I don't feel like he accomplishes a whole lot as far as, like, character art goes. It just... I don't know, this part falls really flat for me, especially coming off, like, the charge of the Rohirrim, which is, like, I mean, you're really hitting, like, an apex when it comes to, like, battles. And then just to see this, like, the guys come in like ants and swarm the city, it just, it really doesn't work for me. Just as a thing, though, Stevie, the title character does not necessarily mean it's the main character, so... That is true, and but... Like the last of the Mohicans, he's not the main character. He's a title character. But. I mean, Aragorn's been a heavy lifting character for the first two movies, and I don't feel like he does a whole lot in the third movie, and what he does do doesn't work in the context of the film. What if... I, I don't want to like talk about the Army of the Dead too much for three chapters in a row, because we'll talk about him a little bit more next week, but would it have helped Stevie if they had planted the army of the dead any earlier right like maybe yeah exactly what i was gonna ask had some conflict in the first or second movie like you gotta if you're gonna do something like that that has to be in the first movie like Mm -hmm. or at the very beginning of two towers that's why it feels really shoehorned in in this movie even maybe in that opening montage yeah that would have that really would have been a great callback just make it so they desert that battle you know what i mean like and men oh, fleed. Oh, yeah. And they were cursed or whatever. That would really help. I was trying to go more artsy. Like, they're, in, they're at that inn at Brie at the bar or whatever. And, like, <laughs> Aragorn's going on some rant about these ghost kings that he's all pissed off about <laughs> or something. <laughs> but, yeah, just showing them leave that battle would be perfect. Corey, who never plays Persia in Age of Empires. Hell nah, <laughs> fuck Persia. All my homies play Teutons. Also, those elephants are hilarious in that game because their attack is just bashing their skull into the castles or whatever. <laughs> just getting taken out. doesn't make any sense. But why don't you bring us home here? We said the name of this chapter is uh, I am no man. Why don't you tell us what what that means? Okay. We're talking about the showdown between the Witch King and Eowyn, right? Eowyn has disguised herself as a soldier named Durnhelm and rode along, and Theoden's all fucked up. You know, he gets, like, one hit done, completely, like, Christopher Reeve paralyzed, oh. fucked up. <laughs> so, whoa, come on, it's been a while. Horses. medicine, my lord! Here we go. You need stem cells, my lord. <laughs> Peyton Manning treatments, my lord. Oh, God. So Eowyn does the ballsy thing here and faces off with the Witch King on top of his beast and chops the fucking Nazgul's head off. I think the Nazgul is the word for the monster. I don't. 
I don't know if that's I completely don't accurate. I think that's accurate. I don't think that's accurate. That's his name. The I don't think that's really defined ever. I just don't, I don't think they have a name. They are like their steeds. I believe the Nazgul the and beasts. the Ringwraiths the same thing. They're both the people, but it doesn't matter. I thought Nazgul were a group of Ringwraiths. So I'll say this. The Nazgul term is only said after the Ringwraiths are on the beasts. And then they're referred to as Nazgul. I know that's with that certainty. That might have been what Peter so. Jackson was going for. I'll give you that. So a Nazgul is like a pod of squids, like a murder of Ravens TV. That's what you're saying. <laughs> None like, of this is saying. canon. None Gross. of this is canon. Wait, that thing no. is not way. called a Nazgul. Is that what you're saying? What the fell beast? I don't believe so. No, it's uh. up for debate. <laughs> Could be though. Fell beasts. If you Google what do ring race ride, the answer Google says the fell beasts. I've been saying fell beast, guys. Just got to listen yeah, to it. Yeah, I just thought you were weird, though. I thought you were... <laughs> <laughs> fell beast. <laughs> Talking out your ass about something. Por que no los dos. Sorry, Corey. <laughs> take, take us through the battle, the showdown. Let's see. Eowyn chops that fucker's head off, and, like, for the first time in a while, we see, like, a ring wraith, like, kind of, like, shooking up, because he falls off this thing, and, he, you know, he kind of, like, stumbles <laughs> off. Like, these are not so the kind funny. of guys you expect to see, like, fall down, you know? So to see that happen, it's like, okay, maybe there is a chance against this thing. He's got a wicked weapon, though, right, Brett? I mean, you talked about that mace. Yeah, and I think Mikey mentioned it a little bit. Like, when they... It's such a really cool shot where they're, like, from behind him looking at how freaking scared Erwin looks. Like, she looks resolute and everything, but she's scared, and then they slowly go down and show that freaking humongous mace. It's so good. I think, and this is just the... From my own speculation, he's got a two-handed mace yes. in one hand and a two-handed sword yes. in the other. <laughs> I have no doubt that that's true. Oh yes. So he has these two giant weapons and he's like flinging them about. And uh, this is very <laughs> you know book accurate stuff kind of happening here, where Mary shows up and kind of like you know cheap shots him in the leg and that, that like stuns him, I guess, but it doesn't really kill him but it, I mean it does affect him right we do see him like fall down because of that and then uh, Awen just sticks him right in the face after giving the big uh, you know I am no man moment where you know the lore is that no man can kill them but you know like with all you know evil creatures in Tolkien and D&D lore there's always like a loophole there's always a way to get them I mean, they can't just be invincible. He's defeated by the power of semantics. (laughs) (laughs) I like to think it's not the sword to the face, but it's just his like he's so like conservative, staunch that he just can't stand the the thought of a strong woman, and it just like makes his head (laughs) explode. Will not vote in this land. (laughs) (laughs) You have no rights here. I am no man. This scene is only two minutes, but this is this scene lives in my head like rent free. This is of when I think about like of my all time like favorite scenes or deaths or anything. Oh, yeah. It's just like I don't know why, but the Witch King is just so badass, and him swinging around that giant mace with his left hand. He's going fakey with that mace, okay? And he is just swinging <laughs> it around so easily. Maces are terrifying. It's just. So scary. It's such a great weapon, and it looks so cool. And, of course, his costume design, amazing. He's just a totally intimidating figure. Yeah, he's he's scary. I would not want to fuck with this guy ever. Fuck no. Is Eowyn a warrior in the books? Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, like, legit, like, badass, like, warrior in the books? 
I think so. Just like in the movie, you okay. know? Like, if I think her story in the extended version and of the movie is, like, pretty accurate to the book. They don't elaborate on it that much, but the people, like, unanimously decided they wanted her to lead even before, like, everyone left. Like, they freaking loved her. Um, and so it's kind of even more douchey that she left, but, you know, hey. And one other thing. I think, Brett, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I remember, when Eowyn sticks this guy in the face, and, you know, that hurts her as well. It hurts her arm. And then later on when she, like, recovers, I think she loses the ability to use that arm permanently. Mm. I was thinking it's either permanent or it's going to be, like, a long recovery. And and so does, uh, I believe, Mary's pretty jacked up, too. But, yeah, her arm is jacked up for... That's actually where she meets Faramir. That's her punishment for recovering. not giving Mary that reach around on the horse, as we discussed mm, earlier. Faramir. Mary can give himself strangers now, though. I think you're, I think you're right, or at least really close, Corey. I, it, it messes her up for a long time. I don't know if she loses it forever, but I don't think it, I don't. I don't think it'll ever be the same. Yeah, she does end up with Faramir. She gets a, a consolation prize for all of her hard work. Cries and <laughs> yeah. quotes. Here, have this guy. She ends up like Bob Dole, though. Stevie, why do you hate Faramir? You were talking <laughs> mad shit right before we started I'll recording. I'll get into it in the later episodes because it pertains oh, to the later episodes. Ooh. So not nothing in wow. this episode. Nothing in this episode has defenseless. to do with, you know, people riding off to a place and he just chills. Hmm. Well, tune in next week for more mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but any, any final notes on this chapter? I'll say three quick things since this is going to be my last time hosting a Lord of the Rings podcast. One, what the, the Blu-ray... Well, I mean, well, we'll see. You never know, I guess. Like, the last time of this trilogy. No, we're not uh, doing The Hobbit. The commentaries no. are amazing. Like, they're literally the best commentaries I've ever heard on anything, and I'm not one who's into commentaries, but I've listened to all three now at this point, and it's like 10 of 10. Would recommend almost as entertaining as the movie. Two, shout out to the video game Battle for Middle Earth. I don't know if anybody else played that game on this podcast. Yep. I think we talked about it before. Yeah, it's a good game. Uh, love that game. Uh, it it kind of came out around the same time as Return of the King, so I really associate it with that. And then three, I know we're not there yet, but it's hard to believe we've done this for three years in a row, boys. It seems like just yesterday <sighs> we were doing our first one, you know? So wow. we still got a, hours left of this movie, literally, but hey, good job on us. Josh, I think we're ready for trivia now. And we'll be right back. <laughs> I'm going to get something right. You're only sleeping. What can you see? So just talking on the streets. Okay. It was supposed to be so easy. <laughs> Stevie, are you ready for our first <laughs> quote? Sure. Pappy, play that Shire music. <laughs> Young old soldiers, the fire burns, crackles. I can't hear you. 
I cannot hear you. Alright, maybe we can pick up trivia next week. No, we're fine. No. Just, just turn the music down. Turn the music right down. there. Happy. Young old soldiers. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Better. Josh, we can hear you now. I can hear you now, Josh. Young, bold soldiers, the fire burns, crackles, smolders, five years older, and wiser. One more time? Nope. Okay. The young, bold soldiers, the fire crackles? Um... I don't think that was it. Fuck it. Let's go with um, let's go with Tolkien. That is a Mike Skinner quote (gasps) from the streets. Do I stop playing the Shire? Yeah, pretty much. After I'm done reading the quote, you can pull that music back. Thanks, Corey. You are up. (laughs) Are you ready? You're welcome for solving your problem. By the way, (laughs) thanks, (laughs) Corey. Are you ready? Here's your roll. Okay. Got your quote ready. <laughs> and we're going to do that same. We're going to try to do that same Shire music again, if you don't mind, Pat. <laughs> Better than rain or rippling brook is a mug of beer. Um. Sounds like something a hobbit would say. It is Tolkien. You get a point. You are at 15. That The end of that quote is a mug of beer inside this took. So it's like a family saying for those oh. hobbits. They really like the Oof. beer. It probably also helped that I had the hobbit music going. Yeah, I think it's all about that. Hey, you're <laughs> welcome. You <laughs> did a great job. DJ Pappy. My turn? Yep, Brett. All right, rolling for Brett. Got his quote. Pappy. We need more shit Again. (laughs) Turn my headphones up. (laughs) I'm 45th generation Roman. Uh, Tolkien? <laughs> what you got there, Jordan? <laughs> I mean, there's only two choices. <laughs> yeah, it's from the lyrics from Turn the Page and by the that Streets. Ain't it. Man, I didn't know if I was going to trick <laughs> oh, you on. Really? Yeah, I didn't know if I was going to trick anybody on any of these tonight. So glad to already get a couple in the bag, <laughs> to be honest. It's really cheering me up, honestly, you guys. Thank you. Uh, Jordan, I'm going to okay. roll for you, buddy. You're welcome. Dang it. Good brother. Happy, or whoever it may. Oh, we get the Northern Indiana Josh accent for this one. No oh, music. No tunes. No music. Thank goodness. Oh. All right, here you go, Jordan. Mm. To the bottle I go to heal my heart and drown my woe. Mm. I've listened to a lot of Mike Skinner, and I don't recognize that. I'm gonna go 
Tolkien. Yup, it's found within the, sha- the chapter, A Shortcut to Mushrooms. <laughs> 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 well done, Jordan. <laughs> Jordan gets... The first round is one yeah, point. Can you actually keep track of the scores while I go through the quotes and kind of scratch yep. off and on? Thank you. I am. Awesome. So you got yeah, plus yeah. one. Um, that puts Pappy you're towards the back here. Hmm. I'm going to roll for your quote. I got it. I'm going to roll for your music. Finally. Uh, Jordan, can you play that Streets beat for us? Not too loud. Yeah, tell me tell me how like far or close to hold it. So I'm going to start close. I love it when it's loud. Louder. Louder. As as the phone goes. Uh, that's fine. Give it to me. I do not love the bright sword for its sharpness, nor the arrow for its swiftness. Tolkien. <laughs> Even though you tried to be trick, you're right, it's Tolkien. That was... Excellent delivery, Josh. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry Just I waited so long. Stay positive. Regrettable oh, that I come in on beat. <laughs> Thanks, Mikey. And Mikey, I don't blame you at all. Pulling things on the soundboard's tough. Um, that was a miscommunication. There's a big. I'm not blaming myself either. <laughs> I do. Oh, who are don't you get too down <laughs> on yourself, okay? Just, I'm not. No, I know. I'm totally fine. I know, man. Just tell me your stupid <laughs> fucking trivia, and let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll it for Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> and we get the uh, Josh Northern Indiana speech. Oh. Here's your quote, Mikey. If you use this herb yourself, you might find that smoke blown out cleared your mind of shadows within. Hmm. That doesn't rhyme, so <laughs> I, I want to say Mike Skinner would make that rhyme somehow. Uh, and I know that Hobbit weed is a thing, so I'll say <laughs> Tolkien. You got it, buddy. Okay. Nice. nice. Damn, that's a tricky one. Tolkien, you got to finish that lyric, bro. Little little couplet. Yeah. <laughs> We may revisit <laughs> this theme later. I had three rounds planned, but we're going to skip that second round and go straight to the third round. It's a little nuts. You guys ready for it? Sure. Sure. Stevie is not thrilled. You're up first. How many points are here? No, because I couldn't hear what Josh said at first because Pappy was blaring the music. Hey, and I was like, repeat that. Don't blame me. Josh was like, nope. <laughs> yeah, Josh was in a bad mood during that first one. Yeah. You repeat that, Josh? Mm. Nope. Okay. Listen, <laughs> I'm just trying to DJ over here. He was mad and he took it out on Stevie. It was kind yeah, of. Yeah, I'm taking it out on Josh. I'm trying to just be quick at that point. Brett's freaking sleepy, boys. <laughs> Nothing is quick with you, Josh. Jeez. Just try and stay this positive. How, this is how fucking trivia goes. Okay, Stevie. <laughs> I have this. This is deep. what happens after five chapters. It gets contentious, <laughs> <laughs> it gets snippy. <laughs> This is after like 15 <laughs> chapters, to be fair. But Stevie, I have a D4 in front of me, and I'm going to roll that, and that's going to determine how many points this is worth for you. Yeah, what? I have a, What's a, D4 a dice that has four sides, so it could be one, two, three, oh. or four. It's actually this weird like okay. pyramid-looking thing, but 
Um, you're going to do the same game, except it's going to be worth that many points, plus or minus. All right, okay. here we go. It is a two. So, I'm going to roll for your quote. Got your quote. And... Corey, can you play that Streets beat? All right. If it's too loud, let me know. All right. <laughs> Gotta wait for it. Never thirsty, ever drinking, all in mouth, never clinking. <laughs> I'm terrified to answer this. Uh, fuck it. Let's just go with the streets. It is a Tolkien, Tolkien. quote. That <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Oh, man. Sorry, Stevie. Tolkien was in his bag with that rhyme right there. That was <laughs> sick. It's got to be a Hobbit song. <laughs> the rest of it's way more poetic, but I pulled out that little quote that I thought really sounded like the streets. So, um, so we're going to move on to Corey. Corey, I have a D4 and a D6 in front of me. Which one of the two should I roll to see how many points this is worth for you? Ah, uh, now we're getting risky. How come he gets a choice? Oh, we all get the choice, Stevie. He's probably in first place <laughs> by now. He's not. What? what do you think there, Corey? D4. That's, I, it's too scary to go D6. Okay, D4. And you did get the four. Oh, my oh. God. For a quote. I can't piggyback on Stevie this time. <laughs> I don't think you'd want to. Okay. I got the quote. I'm going to roll for that music. Jordan, play some straights. One day I'll have a child. And that child will say to me, Dad, what was war? That was a bad one. Sorry, guys. Tough. That was tough. <laughs> your, your Tolkien and your Skinner what accents was war? are very close. <laughs> war. 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 What was war? It's the word war? war, just for those listening. War. Different war. countries. Singapore. What you think there, CV? Corey. Yeah, Corey. what do you think, Corey, Stevie? Sorry, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> no, Corey can't copy Stevie this time. That's the whole point. <laughs> I just don't see how that fits in Lord of the Rings. So I'm going to have to say the streets. Tolkien. That is from the song Battle of the Sexes by Mike Skinner of the streets. Mm-hmm. Huge <laughs> strength. Nice. Or he, huge, huge points for you. Nice. Yes. So I'm above Stevie. Oh yeah. Did so? Did Stevie not lose two points? It's a different game. He did lose two points. I lost like three points yeah, tonight. Yeah. yeah, that's why I'm surprised Corey wasn't ahead already. I thought he was only three points Wait, down. Was was first round negative as yes. well, or just zero? He yeah. said negative. negative oh one. boy. Yeah. Oh, I've been still keeping track of this. Okay, actually. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah I've got it. Corey's still plus five right now. He is. 19. Brett, you're up. And Brett, I have. What do I, I have? Deef. Jode. Oh. Uh, you were at eleven to start the round. I got you at minus one, so ten, 10. overall. And, and Brett, for you, I have a D four, Brett. a D six, and a D eight. That I would like you to choose which <laughs> I should roll for this. Oh my god! What's Mikey have? How many points does Mikey have? <laughs> Three right now. 
Oh no, if I missed Go big. <laughs> oh, go give it. Give me the six. Go big or go home. Give, give me the six. six, okay. Rolling it. It's a five. <laughs> oh man. Whoever's chewing ice into the like, can you not do that? Please? I'm roll- I'll do whatever I please. I'm rolling Brett. for the quote. Rolling for the quote. Stay focused. Okay. I have the quote, and it's in the Northern Indiana accent. Is that lucky mm. for you, Brett? I don't know what you prefer here. Yeah, I think I think so. If it's in the Northern Indiana accent, you should have like the Martin Supermarket theme <laughs> Mar- in the background. <laughs> oh. Well, for next time, once we get the, the soundboard or something figured out, audio-wise, for sure. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Here is your quote, Brett. Slay warriors in the forests, and on higher we sing, the war's over, the bells ring. Ah, oh, man, uh, I'm... I'm going to say Tolkien. That's from the song Turn the Page by Mike negative. Skinner. It's Gosh, negative dang. five Holy points, shit. boys. Damn. Oh, boy. Lord. Jordan, Ooh. we're moving on to you. I got a... This game is chaos. the highest D you got. a D4, a D6, a D8, <laughs> and a D10 for you, buddy boy. Oh, my God. Give me D10. All right, D10. Huge roll for Jordan. Huge roll. I'm screwed. That is a nine. <laughs> oh, my oh my god! <laughs> oh boy! Oh, oh my god! Points Joe boy, have right oh now? Ten. Rolling <sighs> risk for quote. I do have the quote. Okay, and here we go with another Northern Indiana accent, as dull as that may be. <sighs> Here's the quote. I cordially dislike allegory and all its manifest all its manifestations. Oh, God damn, are you shitting me? I've known every one of these except for my two. Uh, man, nine is a lot of points. Fuck me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. That must be Tolkien. Skinner. Tolkien wrote these words in his foreword to the second edition in October 1966. Oh, Great guess, wow. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Pappy, I have a D4, D6, a D8, a D10, and a D12 at your disposal. Risk. Give me the D12. Dirty dozen. The dirty does. It's a three. Wow. That's mm. anticlimactic. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Let me roll for. Uh, Pap's got how many whoa. points? Not many. Pap has seven. Okay, so he's ahead of me. Respectable seven. And. Corey, can you play that Skinner beat? As loud as you can. Here we go. God. (laughs) (laughs) Crank it. (laughs) Some called for air, some called for porter, and one for coffee. (laughs) (laughs) The streets. (laughs) Is mine too loud? The streets? That is from... 
Tolkien's writings. Oh. Some negative three per, for Pat. The music got to me. I was too into it. Mikey, I got a D4, D6, D8, D10, D12, and a D20 all sitting here. Oh, my gosh. Do it. Do it, <laughs> Mikey. What? What's the... I have nothing to lose. D20. Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find if it's a one. He's going to get the fucking PlayStation's quote again. Yeah. It's the highest number of the day, boys. It's a 13. Oh, boy. A lucky 13. Yes. We roll what for a quote. Go wrong? That one was taken. Okay. Oh, oh, sorry. I got to roll the other one. <laughs> and that would be... Uh, who had the first music? Is it Pappy? It's going all the way back to Pappy. Me. The Shire. Closing strong. Is that okay? Can't really hear it. Whoa! There it is. Hey. There. And he took her in a cut. <laughs> what? Whoa, what? That was unintelligible. Hold on, Hold on a second. <laughs> I didn't finish. Not, not at all. That's not how it goes. <laughs> I was like right in the middle of orgasm. <laughs> God. And he took her oh. in his arms and kissed her under the sunlit sky. And he cared not that they stood high. Uh, that is not a Mike Skinner line. That is Tolkien. That has to be Tolkien. If it's not Tolkien, I'm going to be shocked. I really thought that one might get you because it rhymed based on your theory from earlier but that is Tolkien <laughs> holy shit yeah it's the easiest nice. one since PlayStation one of the quotes in here since I don't I don't think we're gonna do this again this series at least Thank one Christ. of <laughs> one of the quotes on here is just quote I just completed Gran Turismo on the hardest setting and I really hope someone <laughs> would pick that one but they didn't Anyway, great game, guys. Sorry for the audio hookups. My bad. And um, I'm not going to go through who's all like winning and losing at this point. It's very topsy-turvy, to say the least. But I will say this. I know who's bottom two. There's going to be a lot of points flying around later. If you're in the lead, don't despair. Or if you were in the lead and now aren't, don't despair. And if you find yourself towards the front of the pack, I wouldn't get too cocky. Back to you, Pat. And if you do despair, Stevie, Josh will scream at you. I mean, I think the other thing we can say after such a short episode is tune in next time <laughs> for more Lord of the Rings. Take it away, Spoiler. Special thank you to our patrons Matt Troll, Brother Brian, Druid King, Nick, The Meg, David. Nurse Stacy. If you'd like to request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on patreon.com slash spoilers podcast.
Follow the King's Banner down the center. Remove! Take your company right after you pass the wall. Forth! And fear no darkness! Arise! Arise, fighters of Theoden! Spears shall be shaken! Shields shall be splintered! A sword day! A red day! That was spoilers.